Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome again to another podcast, another Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel, along with Mike, our weekly uh, 12-plus-year-long Growing in Grace podcast series on the grace of God and His love and mercy, and uh, we're just thrilled every single week to be bringing this podcast to you, available free, of course, online at growingingrace.org. All the past episodes are archived there. And uh, also at YouTube, many of them are on YouTube, the audio version only. You can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash graceroots, and I'm at graceroots on Twitter. Mr. Kapler, what's happening? You know, Joel, with these things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks about the law and the commandments that came through Moses and how they don't really apply to us who are believers in Christ— We've been kind of focusing on this the last two podcasts, so if you want to get caught up, if you happen to jump in here, I think you'll appreciate some of the foundation we laid uh, over the last couple of weeks and jumping into this one, growingingrace.org. But I'm I'm reminded of when I uh, had an editor go through my book, which is called Clash of the Covenants. You can find it at Amazon. It's an e-book right now as we speak. The the lady that edited it for me, she's she's been doing it a long time. She's she's quite elderly, but had a pretty youthful demeanor, even though I think she was in her upper seventies a couple of years back when we were doing this. She she had a Christian background, a traditional uh, denominational background. And so she, sometimes she would try to challenge me on some things, but uh, one time she said, you know, you you really make a good case for what you're saying about this this new covenant theology, she called it. But there were times where she would get into the book, and sometimes she made some good suggestions, by the way, and we, we'd change a couple of things up just a little bit. But I remember when, when she got to the section with the Lord's Prayer, she says, man, I just feel like you ruined the Lord's Prayer for me. <laughs> and... Uh, and so we, we had some discussion, a little back and forth, not a lot uh, about some of that because she could read for herself what I was writing about it. When it was all said and done, she made the statement. She said, I, I was sitting here and I, I began to thank God that he gave me this work to do with this project. And I thought, man, that, that was really good to hear her say that mm-hmm. because she was wrestling with some of what I was writing, traditional covenant combination stuff that she'd held on to all of her life. And then she made that statement. But when it was all said and done, it was almost like she kind of gave me the smile and said, you know, I really appreciated being able to do this. I learned a lot, but I, I, I'm still going to pray the Lord's Prayer, and I'm still going to try to live by the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting here thinking, good luck with that. <laughs> but, uh, but So where we're going with this is here's the thing. Now, I, we talk to a lot of people, right, who have been caught up with covenant confusion and thinking, well, we should still try to keep the commandments, right? Look, no, 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 no. That's the ministry of death and condemnation. Don't place yourself back under that. It wasn't meant for you as a believer in Christ. It wasn't even meant for you as a non-Jewish person. And if you're a Jewish person listening, it's not for you anymore either, because Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law and allowed all of us into a new and better covenant. So, 
just because we're not keeping the law, just because we're not placed under the law or the Ten Commandments, doesn't mean that we're breaking them. Joel, there are thousands of laws on the books in our state and in the state probably wherever you're living at, whatever country you're living in. I don't know what most of them are. I really don't. I, I have no idea. I've never gone down to look all those laws up on, on how we should live in our society. That doesn't mean I'm breaking them, though. And so it's important to understand because you see that the common question, there's about half a dozen of them, but one of the common questions is, are you just saying people can go out and sin? Are you just saying people can go out and murder? When those questions get asked, that is a display of ignorance when it comes to grace. And I don't mean that to sound mean or cruel. It's just a lack of knowledge when it comes to understanding God's grace and the life that we now have in him. And so... Um, Joel, I, I just want people to understand that we're, we're not saying, when we, when we say we're not under the Ten Commandments or any part of God's law anymore, the, the law that came through Moses, when we say that, we're, we're not just saying you go out and, and look intentionally to break laws and, and uh, you know, do what's wrong. You're just not looking for sinful opportunities as a new believer in Christ. At least we shouldn't be once we begin to grow in, in our understanding of the gospel and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's all so important that you say all that, because a lot of people do interpret what we say, or maybe they take a title of our podcast, or they take just a little soundbite of what we said, and they think— and they interpret it as us saying, you can just go out and do whatever you want. You might as well go out and murder. You might as well go out and commit adultery. You might as well go out and steal. And of course, we're not saying that at all. Um, and we do indeed, as we've talked about, have something so much better in us right now than a, a, than a written code. We have the very life of Christ in us. And in fact, we've been talking about how the law was given only to the people of Israel. And in Romans 7, Paul says, I'm speaking to you who know the law, and he gives an example about marriage, and, and a woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives and she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress though she has married another man. And so he's giving this marriage illustration, not about Christian marriage, but just to try to help these Jewish people to understand. Again, he says, I speak to you who know the law. He says, therefore, brethren, so you people of Israel who have been under the law, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another. So he's telling them they'd been under the law all these years, but all it was was the ministry of death and condemnation. All it did was it made you guilty. It was bondage. Through the law, sin increases. <laughs> the law brings about wrath and judgment. The law is the power of sin, the strength of sin. You had to become dead to that so that you could be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that's Christ, of course, that we should bear fruit to God. So we're talking about we want to bear fruit to God. We're not saying we just should just go and do a whole bunch of bad stuff. We're talking we want to bear good fruit to God. And here's Paul is telling these people from Israel, here's how you do it. You become dead 
to the law so that you can be married to another, to Jesus Christ, so that you can bear fruit to God. And he goes on, he says, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law, that's not my words, that's the words of Scripture, (laughs) that's Paul's words in Romans 7, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. Again, the law held people. It put people in bondage. It produced guilt and death and condemnation so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. The letter there means the law. And so that's the the purpose of the law. It was to do all those things. It was given because of transgressions. Paul says that the law came about because of transgressions, until the seed should come, until Jesus should come, to whom the promise was made. And you can see how the law demanded perfection, and nobody could do it. That's why it was death and condemnation and guilt and bondage and all these other things. Nobody could do it. And so he says, Paul says, you have to die to it in order to bear fruit to God. This is not small stuff. This is not stuff that we should just skim over in our Bibles or, or ignore because we have a mindset that, well, we need to keep the law of God. We need to really look at these verses, look at what Paul is really saying here, and internalize this stuff so that we can actually be free to serve God in newness of life and not in the oldness of the letter. Yeah, and somebody might say, well, you know, you delivered from the law, freed from the law, Christ is the end of the law. That's talking about the Jewish laws, not the Christian laws. And they somehow think that the the Ten Commandments written on stone are part of the Christian law, uh, along with some other ones that were thrown in from, from the Old Covenant law. That's not the case at all. Because, you see, again, going back a couple of programs, you can't break up the law. So if you if you're going to try to place yourself under the 10 commandments for example, then you will be obligated to keep the entire law, the animal sacrifices, the dietary laws, all the ceremonial laws, all the moral laws that uh, go beyond the 10 commandments. All 603 plus the 10, you'd be obligated to keep them all because they could not be broken up. You could not add to the law. You could not take away from the law. It was a package that was not to be altered. And that's just the way it is. Um, so, But this is all very good news, you see, what Joel was just talking about there. It's all very good news. I mean, because, you know, if you're somebody who thinks, well, I'm trying to keep it, you would be the first. You'd be the first, you see, because the law demanded perfection but was unable to help guide you into perfection. It couldn't provide you with the ability to do what the holy law of God required. So just because you've lowered your sin count, which is a good thing, uh, just because you've reduced that, and because you think that you're living a, a little bit of a higher standard from a moral perspective, that's not good enough. Not by the law's standard, it's not. It required perfection, you see. And so this is why we want to communicate some of this stuff to you. You see, because just not murdering somebody, (laughs) that's not the fruit of the Spirit. Just because you don't steal anymore or covet is not the fruit of the Spirit in action. As we were saying, that written code was against us. It killed. It could not give life. It could not bring holiness. It could not bring righteousness to us. The law was holy and perfect, but it was against us, and and the entire law had to be nailed to the cross, not parts of it. 
Um, it just wouldn't work that way. And again, we Gentiles were never under it to begin with. It was meant for Israel. The plan of redemption was going to come through that nation of people, and we outsiders would be invited in to the covenant of Jesus Christ. But there you have it, Joel. I, I know we, we've got more to say on this, and I think it's going to get even more interesting Hopefully people will be able to, to tune in. Do you have any final words? Well, yeah, just, uh, you know, you were talking about coveting there and how being delivered from the law, being released from the law, what's Paul really talking about there? Well, he even gives an example so that it can't be said that he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I was talking about the first part of Romans 7, and Paul goes on to say, I would not have known coveting if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting, you know, coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. So that very law that he's talking about, and very specifically, he's, he's giving one of what we know as the Ten Commandments. And so we know that Paul is saying what they've been released from, what they've been delivered from, is the law, not just the uh, sacrificial laws and not just the ceremonial laws, but he's talking just very specifically there about one of the Ten Commandments. And so in order to be able to bear fruit to God, one has to be dead to the law. And so, yes, we've got much more to say about this. Indeed, like you said, it was nailed to the cross. We'll talk about that and much more uh, as we find out where this is all taking us here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.